Good morning and welcome to Live from FM 91, conversation and performance with some of the area's finest musicians and visiting guest artists. I'm your host, Brad Cresswell, and we're coming to you today from the Dana Performance Studio at WGTE. Well, I'm delighted to uh, have the chance to talk with some of the creatives for Toledo Opera's uh, production of Cinderella, the opera by Rossini. It's a wonderful opera. It's the first time it's been done here in Toledo, and we are really looking forward to that. The performance is October 6th. That's a Friday at 7.30 p.m. There's also a matinee on the following Sunday, October 8th at 2 o'clock p.m. This is happening at the Valentine Theater, and you can find more information and tickets at ToledoOpera.org. You can also find more information by calling up the box office. That phone number is 419-255-7464. Conveniently, it corresponds to 255-SING, if you want to think of it that way. Well, let's get to our uh, creatives here in the studio. We have David Walton, who is a tenor and performing the role of Prince Romero. We also have Sarah Coit, who is performing the title role of Cinderella, although it's Angelina in this, uh, in this case. And we also have the show's director, Mark Verzat, who has been at Toledo Opera many times in the past. And we also have a Toledo newbie that is the conductor, Michelle Refrano. Uh, first of all, let me welcome all of you. Thank Hi, you. Thanks. thanks. Thanks for having us. So I've got you all on the microphone, but I'm going to focus on you, Mark, before yeah, we get to right. the music. Um, can you tell me, I mean, this is not your grandparent's Cinderella, or maybe it is. I mean, can, what's the difference between that Cinderella that we all know and love, you know, the magic slippers mm, and the yeah. coach and all that, yeah. and the opera? Well, that, I haven't directed the opera before, so I was coming to it like, you know, a blank slate. I had you know, the expectation that it was everybody's Cinderella, but it isn't. Um, there isn't any magic coach. There's no glass slipper. There's no mice that turn into yeah. people. Um, all of the story is really focused on a basic truth, which is, is that ultimately goodness uh, will triumph, and that's what the story is about. Yeah, She's a good girl. She's a kind girl. She's a generous, generous girl. And the people in her life aren't, and she, by persistence and maintaining her own standard of morality, she does find her perfect soulmate. Yeah. Well, the opera does have a, a subtitle, doesn't it? It's like Cinderella or the, the Triumph of Kindness, something like that. Yes, yeah. Goodness Triumphant, yes. Yes, Goodness and Triumphant. that's what it's about. Yeah. Rossini and his librettists didn't want all of that stuff. They'd never heard of Walt Disney, so they didn't know that the stepsisters <laughs> weren't ugly. They were um, narrow-minded um, people with huge inferiority complexes, mm -hmm. but there's none of that um, idea of, I can't, in this day and age anyway, ask two highly attractive young women to pretend as if they're ugly stepsisters. <laughs> so it's really spared down, pared down, I should say, to the essence of the story without all of the trappings about it, including there's no fairy godmother, there's just a wise old man um, who has his eye on matching up two people who belong together. Yeah, but the the basic plot or the storyline is similar. I mean, it will be recognizable as oh, definitely. the story of She Cinderella. does get transformed and taken to the ball yeah. and presented as a complete unknown, and the prince does indeed have to go looking for her at her instigation, uh -huh. not anybody else's, and 
it follows the storyline that way. Yeah, that's great. Well, I want to get to a little singing, and we'll start with you, David, because um, your aria appears sooner in the opera than uh, Angelina's aria does. First of all, let's get to know you a little bit. Can you give us sort of the elevator pitch of, of what you've done so far and how your career has, is uh, going? Sure. Um, <clears throat> well, I've been singing for over 10 years now. I live in St. Paul, Minnesota, and i um, this is my fifth time to sing Ramiro in La Cenerentola. Um, I've also sung uh, Count Almaviva in Il Barbiere di Siviglia and uh, a couple other Rossini one acts as well. Uh, most of my repertoire I sing is Mozart, Rossini, uh, maybe some Handel here or there. Yeah. Um, a lot of bel canto repertoire, Donizetti as well. Have you uh, been in Toledo before? This is my first time in Toledo. Wow. Yeah. And Michelle, it's also your first time, yes, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. And Sarah, have you been here before? No. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got three, uh, three, three newbies to yes. Toledo right here in front of us. Uh, wh what's the uh, greatest thing about Toledo so far in a single word? We'll start with you, Sarah. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just enjoy being in the Midwest. Yeah. It's nice. The vibe is great. <laughs> Well, we'll talk more about yes. about that Midwestern history in a minute. <laughs> uh, David, what do you like about Toledo? I've grown to love the parks and the nature we yeah. have around Toledo. I was just at the riverfront. Michelle and I were hanging out down there yesterday. I did some disc golf yesterday at Ottawa Park. It was you gorgeous. did what? Disc golf. Disc golf. Yes, it okay. is one of the best activities to do while you're traveling as an opera singer. It's absolutely free. You just pack your two or three discs and I wish you have had told me that 30 years ago. <laughs> I don't know if it was around 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, well, I definitely was around 30 years ago. Uh, Michelle, what do you love about Toledo? Yeah, no, like David said, it's just so nice to be outside. I think we hit some beautiful fall weather this yeah. week. You know, went for a nice walk yesterday and the past few days down to the waterfront and I've been taking walks to some nice coffee shops. And also, in addition to the lovely weather, the people here have been so lovely and nice and welcoming. Just everyone at the opera company, everyone in the coffee shops. The other day I went to this coffee shop and I paid for banana bread, a little piece of it with my <laughs> coffee, and then I forgot it. And the next day I went to the same place and the barista said, oh yeah, yesterday you forgot your banana bread. So I remember, so I'm gonna give it to you today. And wow. I was like, you're the nicest guy. It just made my day, so, yeah. you know, <laughs> but I feel like everyone has been has been so kind and welcoming just well, like that. Well, that's great. <laughs> great to hear. Not, so none of you are, have bad things to say so no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, David, let's get back to you. Uh, you're going to start off with uh, the singing, and I wonder if you can introduce this aria for us. Sure. Yeah, this is Siri Trovarla Io Giuro, which is, uh, yes, to find her, I swear it, I will now go seek out the true uh, woman in her real life situation, not in this beautiful ball gown and her elegance. Um, she tells me to go seek her for her true self. And so uh, she gives me a bracelet instead uh. of a shoe. Shoes were a little more scandalous back in the day at the world right. premiere. So she gives me this bracelet and I have to go find the match. And um, so I no longer disguise myself as the, the servant. Uh, Dandini is the a hilarious character in this story who plays the prince for most of the opera until this moment where I sing the aria saying, you're no longer going to be prince. I'm going to reveal myself and go find the true Cinderella, go find true Angelina and, uh, and uh, love will prevail. So... Uh, Tony David Walton uh, and you and Angie, Angela, the character of Angela, <laughs> Angela. Angela. Cindy, Angela. 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 any any nickname. Okay. <laughs> Angela, Cindy. 
I should okay. point out that uh, you're singing in Italian. You and Sarah are both going to sing in Italian today. But there will be super titles. Toledo audiences are used to hearing one language and reading another language, mm-hmm. right? So have no fear. That's mm-hmm. that's what's going on here. I'll let you go ahead, uh, David, and get to the microphone with our intrepid pianist, Kevin Bilsma, who is a co-artistic director at Toledo Opera. This is Rossini's Cinderella. David Walton performing here on Live from FM 91. David Walton performing the role of Prince Romero in Giacchino Rossini's opera Cinderella or La Cenerentola with Kevin Bilsma at the piano here in our Dana Performance Studio. Great job, David. 
that was sort of an appetizer for what is yet to come, and that would be Sarah Coit, who is doing the title role of Cinderella, or Angelina, as we, uh, as we said earlier in the program. Uh, now, we talked a little bit about the Midwest. Are you <laughs> from the Midwest? No. Okay, so I'm originally from Florida. Okay. But I grew up around a lot of snowbirds, so I feel like... <laughs> I, w- I did my master's at University of Michigan, and I remember when I moved there, I was like, oh, this feels really familiar, and I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah. So you went to Michigan. I did. That's great, yeah. yeah. And and so what have you been doing since leaving Michigan? I was a young artist at Utah Opera for a while, and uh, since then I've I've been doing just freelance performing yeah. around the U.S. I mostly do new music and Baroque, so uh. I'm kind of sneaking into the Belcanto <laughs> <laughs> camp. <laughs> well, let me ask you two singers. I mean, I've worked with Mark as a singer. I know that he really challenges you to, to think outside the box, as it were, and to really rely on the drama to propel what you're doing. Well, have you worked with uh, Mark before? No, I no. haven't. Okay. So what are your impressions? He's sitting right yeah, here, I by can. the way. Okay. You can hear their eyes rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say, I do enjoy working that way because I often really get in my head about singing. And if yeah. I'm able to focus on the story and what I'm, how I'm feeling, that just frees up everything and I don't have to think about You're not thinking about the the technique. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, it's just, okay, this is the goal, is to make the story happen and not... Right. Not get lost in, (laughs) am I singing this high note or that high note? Yeah, I got to say, it's really refreshing, because this is the fifth time I've done Ramiro, but I've never actually had a conversation with a director about revealing my true concerns from the very first scene, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, We have some of these stark characters that we kind of put on stage, and Mark was really wanting us to find the humanity in ourselves from the first step onto the stage, which I really appreciate. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. Um, well, I want to talk to you, Mark, a little, little bit more about your philosophy when it comes to working with singers. But Michelle, you've been sitting there yeah. quietly. Yeah, I, that's, I that's a first for me. <laughs> so I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, is, is that atypical for? Yes, absolutely. The nods, the aggressive nodding that's happening (laughs) for those who are listening. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you and I had a conversation before the program, and and we were talking about opera as sort of a a contact or non-contact sport. It's very (laughs) physical, and and that's part of the attraction, I think, for audiences, especially with all the vocal fireworks going on. Yeah. No, I, I personally think of opera as Olympics for singers. I mean... It's just the most athletic singing insofar as, you know, beautiful singing that's in tune with a nice color, but having to support and project over an orchestra and amplified, you know, that's rare for today's day and age, right? And it's so impressive, not to mention in this type of repertoire of the bel canto era, which, you know, means beautiful singing uh, uh, originating in the 1800s. Um, and so these roles are just built in to have uh, so many kind of show-off moments and vocal fireworks, as you said. So you have all these fast notes that are, you know, considered melismatic uh, 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 writing for the voice. And you hear that in modern-day singers. Like, yeah. you know, all these fast runs you'll hear in Ariana Grande and back to Whitney Houston. <laughs> and we're impressed by it today. And people were impressed by it 
back then. And then it's also the same for there's lots of really fast text that's used for a lot of humorous moments. And it's very hard to get out all those words very quickly and in tune. And it's kind of the same as, you know, people listen to rap today and they're impressed by the speed. And so singers are doing, opera singers are doing all of this, all of these technically hard things, sounding beautiful, unamplified over an orchestra while running around in heels and capes (laughs) and, you know, under the lights and remembering where they're going and watching me, the conductor. And so impressive. Well, you what have they're a doing, big job and, too. yeah, and my goal <laughs> is to hopefully support it all. You know, yeah. help help them do their difficult and incredible job as best as they can to tell this story. You know, so it's very exciting for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to ask you about uh, musical activism because I know that you're very much sure. involved in that sort of uh, that that pursuit. Yes. But let's get back to Mark briefly. Um, Mark, can you talk a little bit about how you view the opera singer, like the total opera singer and what it is that uh, that you value in opera singers, right? I know that you have a, a dance background, mm-hmm. you have a theatrical background, mm-hmm. you've worked with a lot of people one-on-one. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you can talk about your philosophy a little bit. Well, it's essentially the same as Michelle. I mean, we're on the same page. For me, uh, I've, I've done a lot of different things in the business, including acting, on stage in films I've actually done some musical theater singing roles as well as directing for the past 150 years yeah. as well you know opera singing is the most demanding art form of all of them put together because we ask them not only to have a perfect vocal technique but to be musically 100% accurate they have to be able to sing in a foreign language that they understand and pronounce it correctly and on top of all of that what Michelle said, which is they have to be credible as actors, Mm. and they have to remember not only words, music, expression, etc., but they have to remember staging and motivation and why. And my hat's off to every opera singer that I've ever worked with because there is so much that they are responsible for every single time they open their mouths. Yeah. What would you consider your job or your role is in helping them reach those goals? Well, I don't consider my work as being creative. I appreciate you calling us the creators, but uh, my job is interpretive. My job is to, first and foremost, trust the script, as Dame Judi Gents said. That's where all of the answers are. And then get to know the people in the room and find out what they're bringing with their parts and their understanding of the roles. Many opera singers just go from one experience after another where they're told what to do. I value these people so much because within an hour or two, they began to trust that I wanted to know what they thought and Mm -hmm. how they felt and what they wanted to say. So I don't know where my directing leaves off and their contribution starts, but we are all doing it together, Michelle and me and them. That's wonderful. We're we're speaking with the creatives and the interpreters right. of of Toledo Opera's production of Cinderella, wonderful opera by Giacchino Rossini, and these performances are October sixth at seven thirty p.m. and on Sunday, October eighth at two o'clock p.m. More information can be found at ToledoOpera.org. Well, let's talk with you, Sarah, and you can introduce the aria that you're going to sing for us because it's kind of the showstopper that sums up the whole piece. 
And, you know, if anybody knows any one aria from this Mm -hmm. opera, it's going to be what you are going to sing for us. I wonder if you can give us a little intro, right? It's the one, and you have to wait all night for it. Yeah, (laughs) including you have to wait. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is Non Pumesta. So everything has happened. We are here at the end, and she is going to marry the prince, and everything is fantastic. And she's saying, I no longer have to sit alone by the fire and my the sadness of my past it's it's a dream it's, it's just a, gone yeah, it's all gone the the rest is you know uh, once upon a time yeah. land yeah so you're going to be uh, singing with Kevin Bilsma at the piano again this is Non Piumesta from the opera Cinderella by Giacchino Rossini here on live from FM 91 <laughs> Oh, 
mezzo-soprano Sarah Coit, Kevin Bilsma at the piano, and that was an aria from Rossini's opera Cinderella, or La Cenerentola. We've been talking today on Live from FM 91 with Sarah, also with uh, David Walton, who plays the role of Prince Romero, the director, Mark Roussat, and the conductor, Michelle Refrano. Sarah, I can see why, you know, th- th- like every mezzo is afraid of that aria. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And Rossini put it at the very end of the opera. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he saved the best for last. You definitely of. warmed up by then. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Well, bravo on that performance. Before I let you go, Michelle, I wanted to touch on um, what you do as far as a conductor and your philosophy. Uh, you've done a lot of work in musical activism. Uh, can you sort of give us a, a, a little primer on your interest in that area so we get to know you a little bit? Absolutely. So, uh you know, I, I got into classical music. I started as a pianist, and I then I became a conductor. And, uh, you know, I love music for how, how beautiful and emotional and expressive it is. But I also think, as performers, we have uh, we have this amazing platform. Every, every performance we give and every opera we choose to program and every symphony concert we choose, you know, we choose the pieces for it. It's uh, where we're on stage and people come to see us and, you know, are, are sitting with, we have their attention for several hours at a time. And so what are we saying during that time? You know, I think it's a, a big privilege, a big responsibility and a big opportunity. And uh, so in that vein, uh, in terms of, you know, musical activism, uh, as a conductor, I have an ensemble in New York City that I started called Protestra and it's a protest orchestra. <laughs> and um, uh, what we do is we put on concerts that use classical music to draw attention uh, to different social issues or issues facing society, like, you know, um, uh, the in protecting the environment, right? So we might perform a concert of pieces related to nature, and uh, we'll donate proceeds to uh, organizations that uh, have a positive environmental impact, right? And uh, I'm also a co-creator of a group called Girls Who Conduct, trying to push uh, more women to become conductors because there aren't that many women conductors. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's, you know, young women musicians and we kind of give classes and, you know, uh, professional women conductors in the industry, uh, the team members who created it with me. Um, yeah, we, we push these girls to be future leaders, hopefully, of music. And uh, in that vein, I, um, I really lo- especially love working on operas that I think have a positive message to be putting out into the world. And I was so excited to have the opportunity to do this opera for the first time because I think there's a really positive lesson uh, to be had here. As we said, it's this idea that good will triumph. But, um, you know, it's a wonderful uh, rags to riches princess story. Yeah. but. As Mark was saying, it's uh, it's less superficial than the kind of classic Cinderella. You know, it uh, it talks about the how important it is. It teaches us how important it is to be good to people, and it kind of gives us, us a little lesson and reflection on how you know if you don't treat other people nicely, like the stepsisters, you know, then your life might not end up as good. And it benefits <laughs> us all to you know support and help each other. And also, too, what I love about this opera, it's also a wonderful example. It's a wonderful example for the little girls in the audience, and it's a wonderful example for the little boys in the audience, because Prince Ramiro isn't just some rich prince. In fact, he we meet him earlier in the opera, and we realize that he's a really good person, too. And he is kind to Cinderella. He's the first person who's kind yeah. to Cinderella, and that's why she falls in love with him. And he realizes how kind and not superficial she is, and that's why he falls in love with her. And so, 
Um, and uh, especially the fact that it's, you know, not superficial in the way of the, the ugly stepsisters, you know, as a woman conductor, I think that's so important for, for little girls to see, you know, and yeah. Cinderella isn't really, she's not just passive in her own life, you know, she she goes after Prince Ramiro in her own way, and she, uh, you know, fights to, to go to the ball and to be with the guy that she loves, you know, and um, I, I think that's a wonderful message that this world needs a little bit more of. So, yeah. you know, I have my avenues as a conductor where, you know, I have my, my orchestra and we're very, um, you know, focused on very specific societal causes, but I conduct a lot of opera. I actually mostly conduct opera, and I love that it is such a wonderful tool for storytelling and for teaching these lessons and for bringing people on an emotional journey that can really create a lot of empathy in our in our listeners, you know, and hopefully leave them inspired. So an opera such as this really does that, and, you know, I'm loving working on it. Yeah. Well, you draw a wonderful connection between your interest in social acti activism and the sort of moral activism that, that happens throughout the opera. And I should add, it's one of the few operas that has a happy ending, right? <laughs> yeah. Nobody dies, <laughs> as far as we know. <laughs> so that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah, as I far as we know. Haven't gotten to the end yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's family friendly, we yes. shall say. Absolutely. I've been talking with uh, people from Toledo Opera performing the role of Prince Romero is David Walton, tenor David Walton, performing the title role of Angelina or Cinderella, that would be Sarah Coit, mezzo-soprano. We also heard from Kevin Bilsma at the piano. Kevin is a co-artistic director of Toledo Opera, has played many, many times in the studio. We've also heard from conductor Michelle Refrano, as well as director Mark Versad. I want to thank all of you for stopping by, sharing your talents, and talking about this wonderful production here on Live from FM 81. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for so having us. The performances again are October 6th at 7.30 p.m. and October 8th at 2 o'clock p.m. at the Valentine Theater. More information at ToledoOpera.org or call the box office at 419-255-SING, which is 7464, 255-7464. You've been listening to Live from FM 81. The broadcast engineers for our program were Chris Pfeiffer and Logan Cooney. I'm your host and producer, Brad Cresswell, and thanks for joining us today here on your public radio station, FM 91.